This episode of Another Great Day is brought to you by Texas with a dollar sign. It's Friday, March 3rd, 2020. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> I'm Aaron, and this is Chris with a dollar sign. <laughs> uh, is uh, Yes, this is Chris. Does Texas with a dollar sign mean something? It's from an old uh, it's from an old Saturday Saturday Night Live skit. Uh, Celebrity Debbie oh, and Burt Reynolds. You're Rangers, right. Texas with a dollar sign. Oh, yes. <laughs> there we go. Oh, Sorry, we're you glad you're here. We're glad you're here with with or without dollar signs. We're glad you're here no matter what state or what country you're from. We're all on Earth with a dollar sign. Well, we'd like to welcome you back to another great day. Chris, it's good to see you, my friend. As well as you. Thank you. I appreciate that. Did you happen to eat any delicious sandwiches before we started this podcast? I was eating a sandwich. Do you want to know what was on the sandwich? Uh, can I guess? Guess. Was it ham and mustard and tomato and lettuce? That would have been better than what I had. <laughs> What'd you have? By a little bit. It was. And uh, now we, sandwich talk with another sandwich great day. talk. You ready for this? <laughs> if you want to make a delicious sandwich, this is what you got to do. It's some bread. <laughs> Put some meat on it. Mayonnaise. Done. <laughs> it's a terrible sandwich. I'm sorry. It's not any good at all. <laughs> but that's uh, what I did because I didn't have any lettuce or tomatoes or cheese. I, was, I went to look for cheese. I didn't see any. So I'm eating a meat and mayonnaise. But it's a special kind of meat. It what is kind of meat? Lebanon bologna. Ooh. So it's not regular old bologna. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not that. It is special. It's like a a, a a like a salami of some sort. I don't know. It's like a mixed up sausage kind of meat. I don't know what those are. Italian meats kind of thing. But from Lebanon, Pennsylvania, I believe, is the area where it's from. Well, how about that? Well, I, <clears throat> this whole so. segment's been baloney, if you ask me. Hey, oh, that's right. The sandwich segment. Baloney segment. On, off, off on the <laughs> goodbye sandwich segment. <laughs> Oh man! Well, Chris, I'm really great at segueing. No, you're great. That's what that's what they call you, Chris Segway Taylor. Not just because you use a Segway to get around, but like because you're so good at transitions. Um, hey, before we get started, um, and again, I know this is weird. We're recording right now, but before we get started, do you think you could help me, Aaron? I will always help you, but I'm not sure I can if you got your hand stuck in that pickle jar again. <laughs> uh, great guess, honestly, but not this time. I am I'm really struggling with a speech I have to give, and I don't know. I'm just really nervous about speaking in front of people. I think my voice sounds funny. Well, it does, but don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, I Chris. I'm an expert speech writer and coach. I'm I knew laughing I right came now. to the right place. I'm I laughing knew with it. you. Oh, thank you. You're a great friend. All right, I knew it. I knew it. I knew you could help me. Well, okay, here's how you start every speech. You ready? There's a, there's a canned line. Good to go. Ready? Here we go. Once yeah. upon a time in a galaxy far, far away. Always okay. works. Okay. Okay. So far, so good. I'm writing these notes down. Uh, then what? So then you make some sort of farmyard animal noise to get their attention. And trust me. That okay. will work. <laughs> All right. All right, here goes. Once upon... <clears throat> Let me try again. Once upon a time. How was that? Uh, well, good start, but need some more confidence. A little right. louder. 
All right, let me, my, let me clear my throat. <clears> throat> me, 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 me. Once upon a time in a galaxy far, far, meow. That's it. You did it. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> well, unlike my speech writing coach, today's teacher was able to really make a big difference. And that's going to lead us over <laughs> to this day in history. That's right, dear listeners. On this day in 1887, Ann Sullivan begins teaching the six-year-old Helen Keller, a young girl who lost both her sight and hearing when she was a baby. Um, Ann Sullivan used touch teaching to help Helen learn how to read, write, and eventually speak. Touch teaching, by the way, listeners, was a breakthrough when she put Helen's hand under water from a water pump and spelled out W-A-T-E-R in her palm. How amazing is that? Wow. I know we're already <sighs> fond of teachers on this show, but that's... <clears throat> sorry, my throat. <clears> throat. That is tremendous. Let me ask you a question. And this is this is a loaded question for you, buddy. Who is your favorite teacher? Oh, for me. Yeah. Well, my wife is a teacher. My mom was a teacher. My dad was a teacher. My grandmother. My granddad. My great granddad. <laughs> my aunts. Uncles. <laughs> no way. Multiple uncles. Multiple aunts, all were teachers. Um, so That's amazing. Lots of, lots of teachers in my family. I have even been a teacher. <laughs> so it's me. No, no. My favorite teacher when I was in school was a was my uh, eighth grade math teacher named Mr. Jensen. And it was the first time that I really deserved to see. <laughs> wow. <laughs> uh, I feel like the other times... I just didn't, if I got a, a bad grade, I just didn't work for it. But I was working hard and I felt like it was the right grade that I got to see uh, for one of the grading periods. And it made me try harder because he was so tough. But he also, I don't know how, why it, it, he taught this way, but it was in a way that felt like we were just on the edge of learning the next thing all the time. And it was so <laughs> fun. And it was like right there within grasp. I don't know. Is they call it uh, something in teaching land? Uh, it's like the zone of something other. I don't know. I think it's called cliffhanger teaching. No. <laughs> <laughs> Join us next day. Also, it's you kinda, have to for the rest. It's kind of the like um, when God puts you out of your comfort zone, but you're not too far out. Interesting. You know? It's just like a it's like a stretch goal almost a little bit. That's exactly what it is. A stretch goal kind of thing. But there's another word they use and it's got real like pedagogical words that make sense for teachers and is written down. Anyway. Nice. Well, yours? Shout out, Mr. Jensen. Um you got a I would say I do indeed. There was there were a lot of influential teachers in my life. Uh, none in my family, none that I'm married to, although my te my wife was a middle school teacher for a brief period of time. But my all time favorite teacher was Mrs. Green. She was my pals teacher, which is peer assistance leadership. She was also an English teacher, but she was my pals teacher for two years and she was fun she was creative. She encouraged us to be creative. She encouraged us to um, really invest our lives 
in the kids that we were mentoring and uh, help them out. And it was just, it was great. It was like almost, even though I went to public school, it was almost like a discipleship class within the public school system. And so uh, we had a lot of fun together, a lot of good times, a lot of crazy memories. Um, and she introduced us to Homestar Runner. So good job, Mrs. Green. Homestar Runner. <laughs> indeed, indeed. All right. Good, good question there. Well, kids, I'm curious if you're in the car listening right now, who or who was your favorite teacher? We'll go ahead and move on. This next segment is called the question of the day. And if you're new to this, we're going to ask a question, encourage you to take a minute to answer the question with those around you. We'll give you about 10 seconds to answer. And if you need more time, feel free to pause the show and come right back. Today's question is, what would you want to teach if you were a teacher? We'll be right back. All right, we're back here on the show. Chris, what would you want to teach if you were a teacher? I would want to teach how to clean floors right. I don't think mm. people can clean floors very well anymore. I just okay. really, I'm looking <laughs> at floors and robots are doing it and they're doing a partial job. You know, those little crevices in the wood, they get little pieces of dust and dirt and bits of food. You know what? <laughs> Dogs are doing a great job cleaning floors because they use their tongue to That's mop so it funny. up essentially. I was just thinking, I was like, dogs are crushing it at floor cleaning. <laughs> that is not my real answer, but that's what I was going to say. <laughs> it's a fun, silly answer. I like that. Uh, I, if I could teach a class, I think I would teach a class on uh, comic books. Now, again, this is a completely random class that I just made up, but we would go through the history of comic books and uh, we would discuss the different eras and the effects on uh, the culture that comic books have had and continue to have. And that would be my class with an emphasis on Spider-Man, Batman, Superman, <laughs> and Shazam. And maybe a little Green Lantern sprinkled in there. Oh. <laughs> nice. Well, great talk today, Chris. Enough from us. Let's send it to our dad joke correspondent who is on location at the beach. Take it away, Wes. <laughs> Hey guys, I'm taking a quick break and man, I wanted to come out to see the ocean and boy, is it beautiful. I keep trying to talk to it and ask it questions and I'm just thinking a lot, but all it does is wave. Anyways, have another great day. Great job, Wes. We'll see you soon. <laughs> Stay safe out there in Dadville. All right. Welcome back to another great day. I'm Aaron and that's Chris and we are glad you're here. This part of our show is called the Word of Wisdom. This is where we'll take a minute to go through a proverb or wise saying and then give you our take. Here we go. Today's Word of Wisdom is extra special. As the podcast has grown, we have been blessed to have someone new join us and new voices to join us and share a word of wisdom. That's right. Today's word of wisdom comes to us from Stuart Sanders. Let's take a listen. Hello, another great day, listeners. My name is Stuart Sanders, and I'm a pastor in the North Texas area, and I'm a husband, and I'm a father, and sometimes of the year, I'm a Little League baseball coach, and I'll be helping out everybody today with the word of wisdom. Today, our word of wisdom comes from Proverbs 16, verse 20. It says, whoever gives thought to the word will discover good. 
And blessed is he who trusts in the Lord. Whoever gives thought to the word will discover good. Giving thought to the word. Well, whose word is it? It's God's word. And that's another way to call the Bible by a different name. The word of God or the Bible. And we'll discover good, meaning discover the opposite of bad, that you will have blessing upon your life, which is what the second part of our verse says. Blessed is he who trusts in the Lord. Blessing is the opposite of cursing. And to be blessed is to have the kindness and the favor of God Almighty upon you. And that kindness and that favor, that blessing, comes to those only who trust in the Lord. And we trust in the Lord primarily and exclusively by putting our faith in the Lord Jesus, the Son of God, who was delivered up for our sins that we might be forgiven of them. That is how we receive the blessing of God, by trusting in Him. And we know all of that to be true because of the Word of God, the Bible. That's the ultimate discovery of good. Well, I hope you enjoyed today's Word of Wisdom. I'm Stuart Sanders, and thank you for joining us. Awesome stuff, Stuart. Thank you so much for submitting that. We're so glad you did. Well, DJ Goodbeard, hit the music and let's call it a day. I'd like to give a big thank you to my man Chris for all the audio production and excellent co-hosting, as well as our Word of Wisdom contributor, Stuart Sanders. And last but not least, I'd like to thank all of you for listening and sharing this show with your friends, your neighbors, and all of the stockbrokers that you're working with currently. Our mission is to encourage interaction, creativity, and conversation. So even though today's show may have come to an end, that doesn't mean your discussions have to come to an end. We're glad you joined us, and we hope you make it another great day. We'll see you next week. (laughs) All right, so to catch people up, we last left our hero, John, on the tropical resort island with mountains, desert, palm trees, and more, talking to his miniature horse, Goat, who has the ability to talk and they're wondering what in the world this purple jar of liquid is. So, uh, as John holds up the jar, he asks, the last thing that John did was he asked, uh, Goat, the miniature horse, um, should I open the jar? And, uh, the horse is going to say through its voice box, um, yes, but it's in a crackly voice and it like nods its head and it kind of rubs up against you. As you go, are you going to open it? I am going to look at Goat. I'm going to look at the jar. I'm going to look back at Goat. Goat's going to wink at me somehow. Yeah, Goat's and I'm gonna like know. right up on you. He's 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 ready. He's excited for this. And I'm going to put my hand on the lid, and as I start to turn... As you turn the lid, Mm -hmm. you see the top of it has a... You didn't notice before, a skull and crossbones, and it says toxic on it. Yeah. Okay. All right. I look at goat. Goat? (laughs) Goat's a horse. Remember this. Goat. Talking horse. This says it's toxic. This symbol right here, this means toxic. And the, but, so goat nods its head, yes. <laughs> but you still want me to open it? 
Delicious is what Goat says. Delicious. I'm a robot. Um, can I ask you another question? Goat? Delicious. <laughs> if I open this, is it going to hurt either of us? It's <laughs> it just not the head. It okay. doesn't know much. It's a horse. Well, nothing ventured, nothing gained. Here we go. I'm going to open the lid. All right. As you open the lid, it, uh, you open it up and you kind of smell a sweet smell, kind of berryish. Hmm. And you can see that the liquid inside is viscous, it's slow to move, like syrup. So if you were to pour it out, it would kind of slowly go towards the edge and drip. Okay. Um, that's what you see. And you hold it. All right. So I'm going to just pour a tiny bit out and see as what happens. D- as you do that, goat runs over quickly to lick it all up. <laughs> oh, no. Yes. Are you going to be okay, little buddy? <laughs> and you just faintly hear from the little box, delicious. <laughs> <laughs> all right. I'm not getting much out of you, I can tell. All right. I'm going to screw the lid back on. Uh, you have a, a uh, you fashioned a satchel, kind of like a, a sling bag from from random stuff you found. So if you wanted to put it in the bag, you can. Okay. I'm putting this in the bag. Uh, I'm going to look at goat. Hey, goat, I'm going to those mountains because of this little trinket with this jewel on it. Do you want to come with me? Goat uh, finishes licking up the sandy liquid and nuzzles you and is sniffing the bag. <laughs> Perfect. All right. Well, two's company. Let's go. So as you're venturing off from your, you found this new bottle and a new friend, Goat, the miniature horse. Um, you start climbing up the edge. You get to the base of the mountain and you start going up the edge. And it's, it's cut into the mountain a path. Like someone else has made this, or maybe it was just uh, uh, cattle or animals have made it, but it's a very narrow, on the cliff edge, zigzag up the side of the mountain. Oh. And as you're going along, you um, see, you, you walk around one of the edges of the mountain, a curve, and you see a stone gate. An arch is carved out of the rock, blocking the path. And it's large enough for you to walk through, but it is currently closed. Okay. All right. As you walk up to it, the side of the mountain has a series of carved symbols. Wow. You see a symbol that... Uh, represents, it looks like it's kind of like wavy water, and it's kind of right next to the the gate that you're you're encountering. Uh, there is a water, an earth, an air, and a fire symbol. It kind of... Some element symbols, eh? Element symbols, yep. Okay. Well, um, at this point, all I've got is a horse. I don't know if he made it up. Yesterday was leg day, so... Yeah, it's kind of hard to get up so many steps after leg day. He get wobble <laughs> leg. Uh, the horse is still there. He's he's doing pretty good on the little the windy path. Okay, cool. Imagine and... uh, one of those uh, donkeys on the Grand Canyon. They, they they're great at it. They can do that. Oh, okay, okay, good, good job, goat. Um, 
All I have is this purple liquid, which is neither fire, nor water, nor air. And so at this point, I am perplexed. I look at the little horse that can talk. As you're looking down at the horse, below you, you see a large circular uh, carving in the ground. And it looks like it has the four cardinal directions. Whoa, north, east, south, and west. And on the north part, there is the water symbol where you would see the north. Hmm. And on the eastern part, you see air. On the southern part, you see earth. On the western part, you see fire. Interesting. Well, I'm going to reach down and touch these things to see if they can come loose like a key or anything like that is part of it. So, I'm just so as you reach down, around. you um, you notice that there is some uh, different colored dirt around each of these symbols. So it doesn't come loose, but where the fire symbol is, is some kind of reddish dirt and blue near the waterish symbol and uh, green on the blue on the earth one and there's a bunch of white dust near the, the air one wow so we've got to find alright goat we've got to find some dirt if we want to continue on that's multicolored while, while you're standing there you uh, it, you realize it's getting later in the day and the sun is setting directly behind the uh, the door the, the, the gate Okay. Well, goat, it's getting late. We should probably figure out someplace to sleep because this puzzle has got me perplexed. And unless you have any ideas, I am out of ideas, little buddy. As you walk on the western, as you walked through this, and now you see that it kind of lights up a little bit. The ground is kind of glowing at the symbols. But only the western one. Well, the western one's glowing, huh? Because it is setting. The sun is setting. So, maybe we need to go to the west. Do you know where we are right now, little buddy? Because I don't. The the goat says to you... Uh, sorry, goat, the miniature horse, says to you... <laughs> says, um... Push. 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 All right. Well, let's give it a shot. All right. I'm going to push on this gate and see what happens. Yeah. As you push on the gate, uh, nothing seems to happen. Okay. Okay. Um, I'm going to push on. What's the west turning to again? The west is We're pointing the at fire right. symbol. All right. Can I push on the fire symbol? Does anything happen? As you push on the fire symbol, the door, the gate opens. Oh my gosh, we did it. I never you thought have, we'd get through here. <laughs> you have solved the, the elemental gate puzzle. Oh man, this was a hard goat. Thanks for your help. <laughs> I'm so glad you're here. <laughs> As you pass through, we will figure out what happens next time. Oh man, every time. We get so close. <laughs> That's great. We'll see you next time. 
The end.